Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Fantastic. Good morning, church. How are we all? Are you doing well? Turn to your neighbor and just tell them you're looking well. Speak it in faith if you have to. Speak it over them if you have to. (laughs) Fantastic. It's good to be here this morning. God is doing some great things in our church. And it's always great to be here together. And if you're new here, we just want to say a special welcome to you again. You're part of our church family today. You get free coffee afterwards and a free meal as well. So make sure you stick around and say good day. I love hearing those testimonies of healing. I just believe that our church has got to be a church of healing and a church of breakthrough. And so we're going to be sharing more and more testimonies because we receive testimonies in the office, but I think we need to let the church know know what God's doing. You know, testimonies are the fuel that causes the car to go forward. Uh, it prophesies to the people's future. This morning is going to be a bit of a interesting morning. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but today is going to be a prophetic morning in terms of the message. The message is a prophetic message. Um, it isn't necessarily a thus saith the Lord praying on you type message, but it is a spiritual declaration. And, um, and I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad you made the effort to come out and be a part of what God wants to do. Today we're going to be speaking part B to We Are a House of Salvation. And I do want to welcome our online listeners. You're part of our family. We love you. And we just welcome you. We pray God just really impacts your heart as you listen to this this morning. Why don't we just look to the screen? We're going to look at our code this week. Pastor Joel spoke last week on this as well. Why don't we read this together? Uh, One, two, three. We are a house of salvation. We exist to see people saved, to move from darkness into light and death into life. We are a house where multitudes find Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen? Amen. Fantastic. Well, you guys can sit down. Thank you so much for leading us this morning. And I'm going to come around here and take a seat. I'm actually going to get a stool up here. And for those listening online, we have a giant table set up on the stage with sheets over its contents. And uh, welcome to the feast this morning. Welcome to the great banquet, the great dinner party. This morning, we're going to be having an interactive service around food. Who here enjoys food? I'm just going to just get these guys to introduce themselves if you don't know them. Maybe your name? Mark. Yeah, Mark, yeah. And? Maria. Maria. (laughs) They're here today to help serve, and that's why they're dressed nicely. They're here to help serve and what's going on. So thank you guys for being a part of it. But I'm just going to take a seat, and as I take a seat... um, Why don't we just see what's under this sheet here? Oh. Beautiful. Okay, so we have a bunch of different things here. We have some nice 
Christian bubbly. It's not alcoholic, but uh, it's ready to go. We've got antipasto. We've got strawberries, grapes, blackberries, Tim Tams, chocolate, pretzels, olives, prosciutto, cheeses. What is this here, this tricky looking? Meringue, we've got meringues. We've got figs, we've got, what else, anything else you can see? Passion fruit, blackberry cheese, crackers. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Ooh. This looks pretty nice, doesn't it? Thanks, guys. So, this is a feast for me right now. Oh, here we go, get some service. Yes, please. Yep. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This is a lot of food, and um, I might just have a bit of a cheers to you. Cheers to me. And um, you know what? I'm just going to... What can I get to, to snack on this morning while you guys are just going to watch me snack? Uh, you know what, Maria, why don't you just get me just an assortment of goodies? That'd be fantastic. This is a lot of food, but I kind of feel like this food is too much just for me. Anyone would agree? Maybe not. I think it might be a bit too much for me. And um, this morning, actually, I need some people to help me eat. I need some people who actually enjoy antipasto type food and fine food. That's great. Thanks, Maria. Cool, thank you. Delicious, looks great. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do three things. I'm going to, oh, yes. I'm going to go, I'm going to bring some people to dinner with me. I'm going to bring some people to the great dinner party. Hmm. Hmm. This guy here. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. I'll bring you up with me. And uh, where's, um, where's, where's Beck Herbert? Where's Beck? Beck Herbert. Beck Herbert, come up here. I'll give you a high five. Yeah, you've been chosen. Come up, come up. I'll bring you up with me. You guys are the chosen too this morning. Um, welcome, welcome, Wayne. Welcome back. Now, honestly, this morning, you guys, for the rest of the service, all I want you to do is pig out. The more food you eat, the better. If you want to get, if you want any food, just tell tell Marky what you want. Tell Maria what you want. They will get. You can get up. You can walk around yourself if you want. I don't really mind. And uh, but you know what? In celebration of you guys, I think we should pop some more bubbly. Does that, does that sound good? So, we'll get you some, oh, here's some cups for you. Perfect. Yeah, it's not alcoholic, Wayne, it's okay. Oh, hello. Beautiful. Welcome, guys. We celebrate you. And uh, oh, we'll just wait for Beck to get hers poured too, and then we'll do a toast. 
because we're going to celebrate you guys being a part of us today. And uh, again, don't be modest. Like, you guys just, I didn't think you would care what people thought when they watched you eat. Hopefully not. But hey, let's do a cheers. Cheers to you guys. We celebrate both of you. Welcome to the dinner party. Woo! Cheers. <laughs> Why don't we look to the screen? Luke chapter 14. Go on, you guys eat. You guys just go. There's, there's all food down there. There's food here. Don't be polite right now. I want you to, uh, to just be at home. And So Luke chapter 14, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. I'm going I'm to read from the message though this morning. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. It's the story of the great dinner party. And uh, it's great. Beck's asking for cheese right now. Um, do we have any cheese, like cutters? Maybe we don't. Just... Um, can we just bring the food back towards them a little bit? That'll be fantastic. Now, listen, whatever they don't eat is for our Connect Leaders gathering. So um, please eat as much as you can. So it says this in, uh, in Luke chapter 14, verse 15. It says, That triggered a response from one of the guests. How fortunate the one who gets to eat dinner in God's kingdom. Again, I'm reading from the message. And Jesus followed up and he said, Yes, for there was once a man who threw a great dinner party and invited many. When it was time for dinner, he sent out his servant to the invited guests saying, Come on in, the food's on the table. There's some great food on the table this morning. Just like I've done then, I went out and I've brought, I've bring, brung, brung you guys this morning. There's food on the table. Come on, I'm going to get you guys. Then they all began to beg off one after another, making excuses. The first said, I bought a piece of property and need to look after it, send my regrets. Another said, I just brought five teams of oxen and I really need to check them out, send my regrets. And yet another said, I just got married and need to get home to my wife. The servant went back and told the master what had happened and he was outraged and told his servant, quickly get out into the city streets and alleys, collect all who look like they need a square meal. All the misfits and homeless and wrenched you can lay your hands on and bring them in. The servant reported back, Master, I did what you commanded and there's still room. Notice there's still room at the table this morning. The master said, then go out to the country roads and find whoever, and whoever you find, drag them in. I want my house to be full. Let me tell you, no, one of the originally invited guests is going to as much to get a bite at my dinner party. This morning, I just want to speak for a few minutes about the great banquet or the modern version, the great dinner party. Charlie and I love throwing dinner parties. We don't do it often enough, but we enjoy doing it. And it's important for us because it expresses a part of our heart to those that we invite. And the great banquet is something that God talks about and is passionate about. The fact that today there is a great banquet that he has prepared for people to partake of. Do you know that Celebration Church, and I want to talk around our actual church family today, that's the context of this morning. You know, Celebration is a great banquet. I don't know if you realise, if you've been in church for a, a few years, how blessed our church actually is. And I know this because I speak to many pastors regularly. I speak to other churches regularly. And most times, unfortunately, there's always a major lack going on inside the church. You know, the celebration, God is doing something very unique. Yeah. 
we are very blessed with our worship, with our preaching, with our connect groups, with our teams, with our facilities. All you got to do is meet Ange Watson to know how blessed our kids' ministry is with her and her team. Across the whole church, we're extremely blessed, but we're mostly blessed because we love Jesus. We are a church who isn't gimmicky. We're not a church that you don't see us doing a bunch of things to try and lure people in. We just believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that He is the great banquet setter and He has laid out a great spread before us. But we first have to acknowledge how great the banquet is. And this morning, my heart for us as a church family is that we understand that we are extremely blessed. But also understand that a feast is never just for me and this table. You see, I could have sat here and ate all this food. I couldn't eat this food. I couldn't even eat one of these things. So I have to go and get somebody else. By doing so, I express the heart of the Father. You see, the more you understand the goodness of God, the more you want to share the goodness of God. This church is actually graced and anointed to put on great banquets for those who are out in our city. The thing is about God's banquet, though, is that it's a food that is full of life, that is full of miracles and breakthrough. It's a meal that, and Jesus spoke about it when he spoke to the woman at the well, and he said, when you partake of the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. This is the great banquet that God has for us. But we have to fight against the mentality that the great banquet is just for me. Yeah? You know that that starts to become our normal when we come to church every week just for me. Yeah? Now, I've been in church all my life and I know what it's like to come along to church just for me. But in theory, it's not just for me because I pray for those others. I'm there, I serve, I help. But the reality is the Bible is very explicit. To the point where God gets angry in this parable and it says he sends them out, the servants out, go out and gather the people. The food is ready. The food is glorious. My son paid the price on the cross so that man might have life. This isn't about making Christians fatter. It's about people finding freedom and taking the well that we have and saying, hey, there's a seat at my table. This morning, I really want to stir up our church because we have to fight against the mentality of 90% of Christians that I meet, which is church is for me. They don't say it like that, but they live it like that. It's all about is the music too loud or too soft? Is the preaching something I agree with or not? Are the people there friendly or not? Is it got the colouring that I like? You've got to understand some of these things and what people say. You know when people leave churches because they're offended because the pastor said one line they didn't like and they left? You imagine if your son or daughter left you because of one thing you said one night when you were saying something. You imagine that. That is the silliness of immature Christianity. But you see, Celebration Church is called to raise up mature Christians. People who can have great dialogue people who can be open to correction, people who can be offended in church but stick around. Hey, if you've been inside a family, who knows you've been offended once or twice? 
if you're working for an employee in a business, if you go to a school, if you've been in any type of communication with anybody, even within yourself, you probably have some offence sometimes. We have to be big people. Because we have to understand something. This church isn't for me. We have all heaven, all eternity for me. This church is for the empty chairs of those who are yet to find freedom. Now listen, I know that we're still a family and we still want to build and we still want to make sure we're fed. Yeah, that's important. We're called to edify each other. But right now we have 95,000 people in our city potentially who don't know Christ. People who live in darkness who have never partaken. Hey, you guys got to keep eating. I got you up here to eat. You keep eating, guys. You are a breather. Well, you just had a passion fruit. Come on, eat, eat some more. When we understand the power of God's goodness, the power of the revelation of who we are in God, what we have to understand is this, is that we can't help but take it to others. The Father's dinner party, his heart towards the dinner party, the banquet, is that it's actually his delight to serve others with his banquet. You know, it's part of God's plan for church to grow. If you don't like the idea of church growth, I don't know what the heck planet you're on. It's not about the church. It is 100% about the bride. It is 100% about the bride of Christ rising up in faith. This building should be for the kids' ministry. Wait, wait. This, this, this building should be for an age group in the kids' ministry. Maybe the creche or something. I don't know. Then I won't mind what happens with the carpet as much. The thing is, though, is that our faith becomes so small. Our faith becomes about what I need to survive. This is not theologically correct. It's not God's intention. God's intention is for us to rise up as the church. You see, God delights in this. He delights in Wayne enjoying some nice fresh fruit. He delights in, in us enjoying the goodness of God. It's part of his plan and it's part of his goodness for us. God is passionate about the banquet and so should we. God is passionate about the banquet and so should you and I. Have you ever been to a football match or a, a rugby league match? You go to an NRL grand final, it's hard to find someone who is silent, especially if it's their team winning or losing. You see, there's passion when it's something that means something to you. I am passionate about the church because I understand that Christ died for the church. I am passionate about the Shalhaven City. We are not called to be a small church. I'm sorry, if you love small churches, this isn't the one for you, unless you get into a connect group, which is your small expression. A small expression can be found in connect groups. But corporately, I want to see what God's doing in Bethel here. I want to see our church family inconvenience for the sake of new people. I want to hear you whinging saying, I can't get a car park for 20 minutes because there's too many new people trying to get inside the house. Why though, church? Because God has prepared a banquet. God has prepared a dinner party and it's not for Pastor and I to get fatter and fatter. 
It's for me to share with others. Holy Spirit, remind us of the power of your grace. That while I was still a sinner, that Christ died for me. The times when I was in a broken state and yet God gave me breakthrough and freedom. We have to remember what God has done. You know what, I think it's time for... uh, What time is it, Libby? Is it time for some more food? Let's get some more food. Yeah, let's get some more food. I think it's time for some more food. I'm just going to wait, though, for the food to come in before we get some more people up here. (laughs) Now, this is calorie-free eating up here. Here we go. Yeah, crank it up, Benny. That sounds good. Oh, look at this food. Bring it in. Wow. Wow, look at this. So what do we have here? We have some roast chicken. We have some roast veggies. We have different types of pasta. That's okay. You can just leave that. That's all good. We've got, we got chicken pesto pasta. We've got bolognese. We've got linguine over here. We've got garlic bread. We've got a whole lot of food up here. Too much for three. So why don't you two go and pick one person each to come up here and enjoy in the banquet. If you want to be puppy, put your hand up. That's what I reckon. Who's he going to choose? All right. Welcome, guys. Hey, welcome. Welcome. What's your name? I'm Jared. Jared, welcome, Jared. We celebrate you. And who did you bring, Uncle Wayne? This is... Troy. Troy. Now, welcome, guys. We celebrate you. Welcome to the dinner party. Why don't we pop another bottle of bubbly to celebrate these new people? Whoa! Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, please, I, you know what? Let's get rid of these little plates. You guys are going to pile up. Let's get rid of these little things. These are entree plates. We don't need them anymore. Let's get rid of those things. Let's put them back here. Maybe the, this guy's serving. And you guys, honestly, pile in. There's got pesto here. We've got chicken here. We've got veggies. We've got more pasta over here. You can go to, if you want antipasto, you keep eating that antipasto. That'll be great. 
Yeah. So, wait, have we taught? Okay, let's do a toast to the new guys. Hey, we celebrate Jared and Troy. We celebrate you in Jesus' name. Cheers. Cheers to you, Jared. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, is my phone going, is it? Who's got the, who's got the camera? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who wants to see what's actually up here? All right. All right, Benny's calling me. Yeah, yeah. This is technology. This is the first for our church. Let's see if it works or not. It's ringing, it's ringing, but no one's answering. Oh, I've got to answer it, hey. <laughs> How do I answer that? It's connecting. Oh, it's connecting. Oh, here we go. Beautiful. Yeah. Can you see it all? Thanks, Telstra. Fantastic. All right. Well, you can stay here. If it comes up on the screen, just let us know. Now, can you see okay? You probably can't see it that well. Maddie, can we make sure we get some photos of the full spread right here? And um, you, can, you can move around any way you want. Hey, so if you notice three things just then, hey, you dig in. Please dig in. Dig in, especially Troy. There's pasta. Pa- yeah, you guys just don't be polite. Be animals up here. This is good food. <laughs> I want you to make these people jealous out here. That is the goal, a righteous jealousy this morning, if that's such a thing. All right, here we go. Yes, look at that pastor. You know what? Waiters, please just pile up on their plates. Even if they want it, just, just pile up. Like just, just, let's just make it so it's just a great moment for them. Oh, come on. Yes. Oh, come on, come on. There is way too much food for five of us. But anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll look at that in a second. Have you noticed the three things I'm doing? Oh, is it working, is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So we have... We have all this happening. Can you see it okay? It's probably a bit blurry. That's Troy's plate right now, as you can see. Come on, Wayne. That's a bit stingy. Come on. Got this roasted chicken veggie. There's bolognese here if you guys want it. There's more stuff here. Oh, look at all that. Beautiful goodness. Yes, some carbs. I love that. Here we go. Beautiful. Oh, it's so much goodness. So much goodness. Um, cool. I'm going to put this back here somewhere. Who's enjoying this morning? I'm enjoying this morning. This is great. The great banquet that God has for us. Fantastic. (laughs) Have you noticed I'm doing three things every time? Or these guys are doing three things. Number one, they're bringing. They're going out and they're intentionally bringing. Number two, we're celebrating. We're popping a bottle of sparkling, whatever it is, every time to celebrate what God is doing when they join us. And then the third thing is we're serving. 
What are the three keys to bringing people into God's banquet? Bring them in. Celebrate what God's doing. Serve them. How does Celebration Church share God's goodness with our city? We bring them in. We celebrate them. And we serve them. If we all do that, we will see revival in our city. I'm telling you, revival right now isn't an issue of not enough prayer. It's an issue of not enough action. If that offended you, good. Listen, this is why. Am I saying prayer is not important? No, no, prayer is extremely important. Please keep praying. We have a prayer network. We're starting here. We believe in the power of prayer. When Charlie and I do a dinner party, and please listen to this, when we do a dinner party, we can prepare the best banquet at our house, but then if we go to our bedrooms and pray that God would invite the people to that dinner party, who knows that there might be a small case where God does that, but there's a high chance that most people won't come to our dinner party. I want our church to be real practical. I want us actually to, to break it down. Sometimes we're too heavenly minded for no earthly good. It's part of the enemy's plan, by the way. What does Charlotte and I have to do? Charlotte and I have to prepare and then we have to invite people to the dinner party. We just read there, what does God say? He says, compel them to come. People make excuses. He says, go out again and get more people, more excuses. Go out and get the mistreated, the broken, those who have never had a good meal, those who look like they're skinny. Go bring them in so that, what is a church? Let's get this this morning. Holy Spirit, this could be the key to revival in our church. So that my house may be full. It is the responsibility of the kingdom of God's people to understand that prayer in our closet is powerful, but bringing someone to Jesus who's paralyzed is just as powerful, if not more powerful. You've got to understand. I hope I'm not spitting on your food, guys, by the way. We have to get this. The banquet is laid before celebration. The kids' ministry is extremely good. The worship is exceptional. The preaching is world-class. The welcome team is phenomenal. The hospitality team are awesome. But how dare we sit on our butts and say, well, God, it's up to you if you grow the church. And he says, I gave you a mouth. I gave you a mouth. I gave you petrol in a car this week. I gave you the ability to compel them so that the house may be full. Well, Benaiah, it's not used on a big church. Heck, yes, I do. Why? Because I want to see people come to Christ. I want to see the building of Bunnings across the street, which didn't happen. Now, no, sorry, Bunnings, Masters. Last Sunday, Charlotte and I sat there at the front of it before church we held hands and we said, God, one day this building could be ours. We just declare it. We ask for it. Listen, listen. But, but understand something. This isn't, that's crazy faith. Now, Bunnings is moving over there at the moment for a season. Maybe when they're finished, we can have it. I don't know. But you've got to understand, I have partaken the goodness of God. 
I have tasted and seen that he is good. And it is not my right to hold that to myself. The church is not about pastors doing everything. The church is about us equipping you so that people can come in and enjoy piles of awesome pasta. And these guys, they're the new people. But the thing is, you go from new people to family when you start to serve. I don't expect you to come and serve me in my house. No, no, I serve you. Now, the prodigal son, I don't have time to read it, talks about how the prodigal comes home, and then it says that the big brother gets upset because the father puts on a great dinner party. It's an amazing story. But then the big brother, who it says was working for years and years, toiling, what was happening is the dad goes and gets the biggest pig, slaughters it, and says, food for everybody. This is a moment of honour and celebration. You know what happens? The big brother gets upset. But this is my big pig. I've been working for years. This is something that I've worked for. This is my home. Thank you so much. But the father says, wait a second, you're always with me. The prodigal has just come in. How many times are we the bigger brother instead of the prodigal in our hearts? How many times are we the big brother that says, I get offended because it's not all about me for a moment? You see, we're called to be a house of salvation. But we forget that we were all prodigals at one point. And every time we come together, please get this, and I know I'm messing with some mindsets. Church is not about you being fed. Yes, you can have some nice food when you're here, and I pray God blesses you. Church is a place where the sick come in and find healing. Church is a place where the broken and blind find sight and wholeness. Because I was once blind and God opened my eyes and I was once broken and God made me whole and I was once the prodigal and God welcomed me in. Therefore, I have 50 plus years left hopefully in my life and I want to make sure every chance I get, I want to be bringing and welcoming and celebrating people as they join the house of God. But please, let's not just rely on the amazing Beck Gallagher's in the house to bring everybody in. Listen, it's your responsibility and my responsibility to bring people in, to get them to sit down, and then to feed their face off. Let's not have big brother mentalities in this story. Let's be the prodigals. The big brother was self-righteous. Every time someone leaves a church because the pastor offended them, they're being self-righteous. Unless it's biblical heresy and there's no resolution, please get over it and please reconcile because we have a generation of spiritual babies who go from church to church to church and it happens in our city because they don't know how to handle something bigger than their current mindsets. And this is the enemy's play. You see, I'm telling you, this will happen in every church, mostly every church. We will grow, we will go forward, and we already are growing, we're already going forward, and then he will try and cause an issue in church. Has anyone, anyone been in church for a long time to see that happen? Division rises up, somebody rises up, someone on staff gets some, some issues, someone in key team gets issue, someone in the courtyard gets upset, and they try and spread discontentment, and then all of a sudden we're focused on the issue instead of focused on the harvest. 
I'm speaking to you today as a senior pastor to say this, let's be smarter. Let's be better. And let's be bigger because our city needs Christ. Can I hear an amen? The feast God has laid before us and before our city, who are we going to bring to it? When Charlie and I run a dinner party, we don't just put it on God to bring people to our dinner party. We actually invite people ourselves. And while they're there, we pray God's blessing over them. Before they get there, we pray God's blessing into their hearts. We're still doing our bit when it comes to prayer, but we're not waiting on the one person in the church who brings people. You see, you know our church is actually only four steps away from a statewide revival. Do you know that? Maybe. And when I say that, I mean people start going, what is happening at Celebration? Let me give you a quick four steps. Number one, you bring one person to church with you. Our church goes to 500. We go, hey, let's all bring one more person to the dinner party. Our church goes to 1,000. Hey, let's all bring one more person. The church goes to 2,000. Have you heard about the revival in Nara? And we think back to a Sunday where we had a bunch of awesome food in the church. And we said, it's actually quite simple. Revival is only four steps away. Please hear this. Please be challenged by it, but just it's easier than what we realise. Right now, I'm just breaking down mindsets. You know, the enemy wants to try and complicate revival. Stop, stop it. Stop, stop doing it. Stop letting it happen. How many people have friends and family who aren't in church? Okay, God has anointed you. Revival is in your hand. The banquet is ready. And I don't say this to condemn. I don't say this to try and make you feel bad. I say it as a, hey, let's do it. Let's create some chaos in church. You imagine 500 people fitting in this room. I wonder how many people would leave if you couldn't fit inside this room on a Sunday. Ooh. Yeah? And I say that not to condemn. I say that to prepare you. Please listen to my heart. I'm trying to just toughen up the foundations. The day that your family can't get a car park in this car park or can't get a seat in this room is a day that you high-five and go out for lunch. Yes, we'll start a second service. Yes, we'll find a bigger venue. Yes, we'll make room at the table. But please don't be... I had one person come to church once and they said, I left another church in town because it was too big for me. And they came to our church. They lasted one Sunday. This is not the church for them. This is the church of revival. This is the church of a city being saved. What a completely stupid thing to say. Like they don't understand anything to do with God's kingdom. They think church is about the big brother. It's about them. On this table, we have different things. We have different signposts. We have healing. We have fun. We have forgiveness. We have love. We have joy. These are some of the foundations of a great dinner party. Celebration Church is called to be a place of healing at dinner, a place of fun. This is fun. A place of forgiveness. A place where we forgive each other. A place where we forgive our leaders when they let us down. A place where we forgive each other when they hurt us. A place where we forgive those who are new who come in, who don't look like us or smell like us, but God's called them. A place of love, unconditional love. A place where you can make mistakes, but God still loves you. A place of joy. A place where the joy of the Lord is our strength. A place where breakthrough happens, sorry, Beck, all the time because there's so much joy in the room. This morning, Kathy got up here and she shared a story of healing. 
What is she doing? Do you notice how joy filled the room? Do you notice how someone else's breakthrough caused breakthrough here? A person who had 20 years of a knee problem is now walking, leaping and praising God because a lady in our church said, I'm going to step out in faith. We're only four steps away from a revival. Step one has now been completed in her life. Is this okay this morning? Again, I, I might go a little bit over time, give me some grace, but this morning this is a prophetic message. Please don't let the enemy make you think that it's hard. Can I just mess with you again? Revival isn't hard. A city saved isn't hard. The hardship shouldn't come from trying to survive. The hardship could come from we don't have enough room logistically. You've got to redefine hardship. The hardship is there's too much going on. We need to try and find solutions to cater for all that God's doing. Oh, thank you, Mark. Fantastic. Oh, maybe a top half of some water here. Thanks, Maria. You guys, make sure you're still eating. Uh, make, oh, you're already full. No worries. Hey, we need to get some more people up. Hey, Troy and, and uh, Jared, why don't you go and pick someone else to come up um, and just enjoy this with us? There's still room at the table. There's still room at the table. <laughs> oh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Whoa. Hey, hey, listen, listen. We have two more seats later on. Maybe two ladies will come up later on. We'll make sure, make sure that we have the ladies up here. Hey, welcome, guys. What's your name? Seth. Seth, welcome. We celebrate you and... Sebastian. Sebastian, we celebrate you as well. Let's get a toast happening for these guys. Um, maybe we can just use the ones that we currently got. That'd be fantastic. Hey, we, ce- we bring you, we celebrate you, and now we serve you in Jesus' name. And we cheers to you. Oh, they don't have cups yet. We'll get that in a second. Hey, the third and final point is this this morning. I think it's time for actually some, some more food. Who thinks it's time for more food? Let's bring some more food. Let's bring some more in. Oh my goodness. We have some hot fudge Sundays coming in. Hot fudge Sundays. Oh my goodness. Can we get the camera? Oh, whoa, they are actually amazingly good. If you want to take photos, feel free, you can, by the way. What, donut? Okay, can we get that? Can we get this up working again, Tommy? I don't know how to do it. Hot fudge sundaes with donuts on top. With whipped cream as well. Yes. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. Awesome. You know, Coral, Coral, can you can you go and get another lady in the crowd to come up too? Go and go and grab somebody else. Hello. What do you think, Wayne? Incredible. 
Incredible, I agree. Wow. Oh, thank you, thank you. Woo. There's a lot going on up here now. Oh, sprinkles. Sprinkles right now. If you can see the hot fudge sundaes here. That's great. Yes. Awesome. Helen, if you want to sit down here, we'll pour you some bubbly as well and uh, to celebrate you. Um, we have one more bottle to pop, actually. So, Marky, if you can pop that last bottle. Look at this thing. Choc chip, ice cream, hot fudge, donuts, sprinkles, cream. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. And so this is the wonderful Helen down here. We celebrate. Everyone say hi, Helen. Hi, Coral. Welcome. Oh! Awesome. You got your bubbly yet, Coral? That's coming. We're going to have to toast you, that's all. It's non-alcoholic. It's all right. You can still drive, Coral. It's all right. All right. Why don't we all at the table, let's all just put a toast up for these new people. Um, yeah, you can toast for this Sunday. We toast you. Oh, quick, we need to get Coral some before we toast. That's a bit awkward if she hasn't got one herself. Thank you, Maria. All right. We celebrate you, Helen. Welcome to the table. We celebrate you, Coral. Welcome to the table as well. Yes. Cheers. 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 Ah, quite tasty. Tasty. Now, let me finish with this, some thoughts around this. The reason why we've had three courses and not just all at one time is based on this verse. You ready? If you've got your Bibles, look at this. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Here's a scripture for Celebration Church. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It says in Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that God is good. We start with an awesome antipasto plate. It's, it's fantastic. It's great. It's already great. It's already tasting good. And then God says, let me take you deeper. And then he goes, I'm going to bring in some hot food now. And you think, I didn't think God could get even better and I didn't think church could get even better, and I didn't think celebration could be any better, and God pours out His Spirit, and we partake of something even better. And then there's still room at the table, and we've brought people in, we've celebrated people, and now we're serving them. We're extending God's kingdom. And then, before you know it, there are hot fudge Sundays, because... Just when you thought God couldn't get any better, His goodness is even better. Church, you know that God's goodness is better than what we know. God's goodness is better than what we know. When it comes to bringing people to God and His banquet, we have to understand something. And I know the slides are getting mixed up, guys. I apologize. Is that when we bring people, or when we don't bring people rather, to the great banquet, it's because our revelation of fear is greater than our revelation of love. Just focus in on me for one second. We don't bring people to the great banquet because our revelation of fear 
is greater than a revelation of love. When your revelation of God's love and His goodness is greater than your fear, you can't help but bring people. If I have life-giving water that can literally save someone from hell for eternity, but I choose just to drink it to myself and not to someone who's dying, who knows that that is the very opposite of what the kingdom of God is. We have to refuse the normal of coming to church just for me. My seat is just for me. My connect is just for me. We have to break the mindset because the well of life-giving water is for me to give to you. And when we understand the revelation of that, I don't need to encourage you to bring your friends. You will bring your friends. Because often, church, our revelation and what we speak, sorry, and the gospel we profess doesn't line up with how we live. (coughs) We talk about a life-giving gospel, yet we're scared to share it with people who need life. We talk about a revival church, yet we're too afraid to bring our friends lest we be rejected. And what happens is we actually go against the very thing we profess because our love of fear is greater than our love for God. That will set you free in a second if you let that. When you have freedom in your hands, all that you want to do is give it away. Can I hear an amen? amen? Holy Spirit, let us get that. We bring people in, we celebrate them. We have to understand that what we celebrate in church, we attract. If you're writing notes, write that down. What you celebrate, you attract. We celebrated miracles this morning because we believe in more miracles coming. We celebrate this feast because we believe more are going to come and enjoy the feast. What we honour and what we celebrate will grow. This morning we want to celebrate and honour the fact that there is a feast God has laid before us and our city is hungry and starving. They're impoverished and they need a good meal. But who will be the mighty warriors? Who will be the servers? who come in and say, I'm just here to serve and do what I can to see a city change for God. You are graced and you are an equipped church to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to take the well of life and to share it with others. Revival in four steps. Why do you say revival in four steps? It's easy. <laughs> Lastly, I want to say this. God's house should be a place that's enjoyed, not endured. His house is greater than what we could ever imagine. When we truly taste and see that God is good, we will do whatever it takes to help others taste and see. When we truly taste and see that God is good, we will do whatever it takes to help others taste and see. Let's change our city by bringing, by celebrating and by serving. I know that I'm not speaking. If you're sitting there and you've come to church just for you over the years, and this is what you do, I know this is challenging, and but hear my heart of love right now. It's not to condemn you. It's to say that you are part of the solution. We have this culture in our nation where if I pay my tithe, the pastor does all the work. It is not theologically correct. The Bible talks about equipping the saints, you, 
Today we're doing connect groups after training. If you want to do a connect group community, which by the way is just one or two people gathering on an interest or a home group, a discipleship group, come along. I don't have time for that. Make time for discipleship. What the heck is going on? Life is short. Spread the feast. The feast is ready. Come on, Helen, eat some more. Come on, Coral, make sure that you're eating, eating away there. <laughs> I was just praying over a meal. Oh, we should have done that. Thank you, Father, for the food and for those who are here. Ah, oh, thank you, Coral. I appreciate it. We want to make sure that we are a church that has this every Sunday. Who else wants that for our family? We just want to have it so that, honestly, if you've watched the journey, if you've been here since we took over the church last June, we've been on this journey of just creating a culture of bring them in that they might eat life. Bring in those who are broken. Bring in your friends that they might enjoy God. That the goodness of God might spread through the streets of our city and they might encounter repentance through His kindness. For it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. To finish, we are a house of salvation. We are a place where it's called to be full of new families, new friends, new relationships, those who are broken and hurting. But let's not be the church that has a great banquet, but then expects God to just do the inviting on His own. Because God uses partnership. Jesus sent out his disciples two by two. Why? Because he believes in partnership. He sent out his people with the power of the Holy Spirit because he believes in partnership. What's the part that you play, church? Fill the seat next to you. If you're a family here, have a family that you disciple and connect with. Bring them along. I'm telling you, every Sunday is going to be more and more like this. We've already got a creative team trying to work out how can we take the gospel and truth and make it into modern day parables for you so that your friends can understand the goodness of God. And through that, your revelation can go deeper because it always will go deeper if you have an open heart. Next week, Teo, now let me finish. Teo is going to come and preach. He's got an amazing testimony. Bring your friends, bring your neighbour. Charlotte, bring your school teachers. She's already working on some. Don't forget that they've never encountered this. Don't expect, just one more, one more illustration for you, please. When you walk into a room seven times or more, you actually don't notice the imperfections in that room. I don't know if you know that. That's psychology. Like, the study's done on that. And so what happens is, is that when we become a Christian, after a period of time, we forget what it was like before we were Christians. We forget what it was like in darkness and hopelessness and despair and loneliness and sin that was burdening my shoulders and waking up thinking, what's my purpose? Because we just get used to it. It's just natural. And the Father heart of God is this. And please go home and read this parable yourself. He gets aggressive. He gets angry. He gets annoyed. He's just like, imagine if me and if, if, if the team done this huge big feast for our church and I just sat here and went, it's just for me. God, just for me. I want to get fatter just for me. They would get upset because they know it's for everyone. 
And God says, I have given you an amazing feast. I have given you the goodness of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Who will be the one that goes to the highways and the byways? the broken and the lame and put away fear and rejection. Who cares if they don't like you after that? Love them anyway. Be bold in your faith. If someone brought you to Christ, there's a chance they were bold in their faith to bring you. And I guarantee you 95% of this room was saved because someone reached out to you. True? Can I? Yeah? Someone had the courage to reach out to you. Let's have the same courage to bring people into the amazing banquet, which is better than what we could imagine, which is greater. Next Sunday, bring them in. Next Sunday after that, bring them in. Work on people. Shout them lunch afterwards. Take them out for a meal and say, we're going to church first. Bring your family. If they're being rejected, doesn't matter. Bring them back again. That my house may be full, says God. The fruits of the Spirit are there to be eaten, to be enjoyed. Are you full back? Oh, you full, Jared? Keep going, bro. Dig in. There's so much food here. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Lord, I thank you for this family. If you're married here, just take the hand of your partner. And if you're single, take someone's hand if you want to or touch their shoulder. I don't really mind. Just this is a sign of unity, a declaration. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that this church is a revival church. We are not like other churches in this town. We are not like other churches in our state or our nation. We are called for a unique purpose. We are blessed with those who've given to the church already. But we call in those who are yet to partake of the banquet. Those who have not yet tasted and seen that you are good. And we rise up as a family today. Your house, your family. And we say, Father God, use us. Give us the courage. Give us the boldness to take your goodness and to spread it with those who need it. May celebration be a revival house. Lord, we call in the multitudes, we call in the unsaved, we call in the broken, we call in the suicidal, we call in those who are in dark, lonely places. Come and eat. Come and feast with us. Come and experience the joy and the breakthrough of God. Let healing rivers flow. Oh, we love you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, we honour you in this place, a house of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to quickly say something. I just really felt then... Um, prophetically um, that God is saying, go back and ask again. And I think that's specifically for people that you've asked before to come to church or you've invited them before to come to church and they've rejected you. I actually feel, feel like there's a grace over your week to go back and ask again. So I just want to just declare that over you 
Um, whether there's been discouragement or whether you've asked before and you've been, you know, hurt by people's responses, um, there's a grace actually to go back and ask again this week. So, yeah. Um, and just understand this. I promise last thing. Thank you for letting me go over time. I don't do it often. Today it's a bit different. Charlotte and I, we love you guys. Please, like, we've only been in this for nine months or eight months or whatever it is. But I make statements about serving a family. We see you all as our family. I just long for a church where everybody contributes. Everybody gets involved. I I just see how hard our teams work. Like, and thank you, Jade, this morning and the team. Fantastic job with all this. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you, guys. Peter preached and 3,000 were saved. Who knows the 120 were put to work? Those in the upper room were put to work. 3,000 needed help, needed discipleship, needed connection. Hey, get ready, put your seatbelts on, church. The church is already growing. Have you noticed the church growing? Have you noticed there's new people joining every week? There's momentum right now. Let's just keep it going. Bring your friends. Let's just celebrate God. Celebrate what he's doing. We love you. Please let us know how we can help you. If you're here and you're thinking, where do I fit? Come and chat to us or the Hello Desk. We want to see you fit, be a part of our family. In Jesus' name. One o'clock for our Connect Group lunch uh, meeting. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, have a great Sunday. And uh, God is good, amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.